Can you hear our podcast? It's about voice acting. Yay! Salut! Perfecto! Noises on. <laughs> Welcome to episode three. <laughs> Merry oh, Christmas in about a week-ish. Yeah, Merry Christmas in about a week-ish. Or technically, Happy Hanukkah. The what, day that we're recording this is like, uh, let's see, Hanukkah started four days ago, so it's the fourth day of Hanukkah? I don't know. My brain's not working. So, Happy Winter Holidays, everyone. It's a Winter Holiday episode. Originally, we were gonna do a regular one, and then we were like, and then I was like, wait, the holidays are coming up. We probably should reference that, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is not set in stone, but my next episode might be on Scooby-Doo. We'll see. I might change that within a couple of weeks if I feel like it. But, yeah, yeah um, no. Today's episode, since it's winter holiday season, I decided to go with something more wintry. And what what else is more wintry than... Ice. Um, you, yes, ice, particularly Yurion. Um, yeah, <laughs> and no, it is not the genre of two women on ice. No, it's about a man named Yuri who's figure skating. Yuri on ice, baby. <laughs> all right. So first of all, I forgot. Oh, I forgot that we have to introduce ourselves anyway. Oh yeah, I'm Jenny, <laughs> and I'm Melee. <laughs> And we're covering Yuri on Ice in episode three. I was looking at the, at the episode that we watched, and I got confused for a second and almost said the episode number of the thing that we watched. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. So some background on Yuri on Ice. Since this is my episode, I'm going to be talking about the background this time. And later on, I'm actually going to talk about the English voice actors later, and then my girlfriend will do her segment. Do you have a name for it yet? Or, um, uh, other languages have voices too. <laughs> We're still workshopping that one. <laughs> I'm still workshopping everything that I'm a part of. It's okay. It's good though. Anyway. Yuri on Ice is a Japanese sports anime about ice skating that's produced by MAPPA, who actually also animates uh, the... Jujutsu um, Kaisen. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. which is really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Doro Hidoro, yeah. which is also really fucking good. Oh, really? They animated yeah. that? Yeah, they animated the 2D parts, I believe, of Doro Hidoro, and probably oh, also the 3D parts. And they also are very soon animating the Chainsaw Man anime. <laughs> You're super excited about that one, aren't yes. you? Yes. anyways yeah anyways so it's produced by mappa and it's directed and written by sayo yamamoto with original scripts by mitsuro kubo under the chief direction of jun shishido the figure skating was choreographed by kenji miyamoto who also performed routines of himself he performed them and they were recorded and used as skating sound effects which it makes sense how (laughs) I don't know how you were going to do some Foley work with skating if you didn't have actual skating noises. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it premiered in October 6, 2016 and ended on December 22nd with a total of 12 episodes. Oh, wow. Uh, shit. It would have been 
four years since it's aired. Jesus fucking Christ. Four years. Oh, that's old. That is old. Yeah, that's an old. <laughs> but yeah, this, this anime was super popular with people on all sorts of social media platforms, mainly Tumblr and things like that. Um, and even with professional figure skaters, which some of them actually performed performances to the music of the show, which music slaps, not gonna lie. Oh, the music, the music, like, legitimately, I have a whole bit written about the music. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So, and this is very topical now, because a film was announced back in April 2000, 2017, yeah, and yeah. the title was, is, the title was released July 1st, 2018, it's called Yuri on Ice, the movie Ice Adolescence. The reason why it's very topical <laughs> is because a trailer was released three weeks ago. About three weeks ago, yeah. So, the re- but, like, it's so funny because the original release date was supposed to be in 2019, but it's been pushed back to some unknown release date. But we're gonna guess it's, like, 2021 because the trailer was released worldwide uh, on November 26th this year. So, yeah. For those that don't know Yuri on Ice, I will say if you have not watched this, this will be huge spoilers for the series. So if you wanted to go in completely blind, you might want to skip this episode. Maybe watch it. It's about like 12 episodes of like 20 minutes-ish. So I do recommend to go watch that. Anyway, to continue on with spoilers, there were a lot of discussions on Yuri and Ice's depiction of, like, gay relationships, and there were two different kinds of people in those things. Some people praise on how differently it covered, covered gay relationships between uh, the, our main character, Yuri Katsuki, and the other main character, Victor Nik- Nikfor... I don't know how to say this name. This Victor Nikiforov. Nikiforov. Okay. The- <laughs> Sometimes, I'm like, this is such a good thing, thing to... Uh, to cover and then i remember i'm not good at saying names so this is going to be a fucking hellscape for me um (laughs) anyway so they praised how it treated gay relationships in a way that the um yaoi genre never really did before and like showing how it can be more than just sexual attraction and in all honesty i'm like yeah that makes sense like I'm not going to say all of Yaoi is sexualizing whatever or just like entirely about sexual things, but it's just nice to see gay people as people instead of, oh, sexual objects of desire or whatever, and Mm. you're just getting your kick off of it or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, and they were, and they also actually praise on its present days on how like it covered homosexuality in a country and a sport that's... Uh, has still has present day issues with hom- homophobia, which is weird in my Espe- opinion. Yeah, especially weird for fucking ice skating, considering like several of its biggest stars are incredibly uh, openly gay, like Johnny Weir. Yeah, Johnny like, Weir was uh is an is an incredibly gay like yeah, and in fact, skater. a lot of people think that the plot of the series may have been inspired largely by uh, Johnny Weir's life, possibly. I know that they did. I know that they did uh, reference him with one of Victor's um, costumes being inspired by one of his, which yeah. was lashed out against for being like, "Oh, it's gay," and it's like, "Shut, shut up, shut up, yeah. shut your fucking mouth, shut your 
Gosh dang mouth. Yeah, shut your fuck. And shut also, fuck. there's also the fact that uh, Johnny Weir's, I believe, now ex-husband was named Victor, so. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It Though, I'm not sure if that's, like, entirely true, but, okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yes. Um, so. Oh, one thing I also want to add. Yeah. While I was looking up this show on Behind the Voice Actors, I realized that it that the title has the same font, pretty much, or at least same graphic design, as um, Yuriko Marashi, which is a similarly gay show, but way hornier, and also fucking bonkers, and it's about girls instead. <laughs> Wait. Imagine, like, Attack on Titan, but it's bears instead of titans and guns. <laughs> it's way hornier than this one. But this yes. one was not, this wasn't supposed to be about horny, which oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Which, I sup- which I super appreciate, honestly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so since there were two people, uh, were two groups of people that uh, criti- criticized this thing, people praised it, there were also people that criticized it, because they were saying how unrealistic it was, like, they weren't receiving, like, the types of homophobia that is, like, around today. And how some of the visual censorship can be seen as ambiguous to some viewers. And I'm going to be very honest. Um, <laughs> I might be biased because I am I am a bi woman. So I feel like some of these arguments were just straight people trying to be trying to be like, oh, it, the gays can't have anything good, whatever, like that. So I think that's just some bullshit. And it's like. Yeah, so even though there's visual censorship, I kind of get it because it's just like, you know, it's in a if it's yeah. in a place where that's not readily accepted and stuff like that, it's like it sucks. But at the same time, it's just like I, I don't know how you could see it as amb- ambiguous and stuff like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and also. <sighs> I don't care if it's unrealistic. I don't want to see homophobia as well in in my fucking fictional stuff as well as in real life. I don't want to see that shit. I just want to see gay couples be happy. Yeah. Like like look, I don't I don't want any of that shit. I, none of that shit. It's homophobia sucks. I hate it. Yeah, that um, shit sucks. Mhm. So, that shit's no, gay. I, <laughs> just just have everything be gay. Anyway. Yeah. Mhm. So, I'm talking a lot. I haven't talked about the plot yet, but listen, it's actually a lot. Yeah because we covered a later episode we covered literally yeah. two episodes before it ended so yeah uh, and also fun fact me and my mom started watching the series uh around the time when episode seven came out because that like a lot of people started talking about the series when episode seven came out and I was, so oh, i was like yeah. oh, sure i should i should start watching this finally and i was watching it like in the living room and my mom saw me watching it and like eventually she just sat down and started watching it too and we watched every episode that had come out up to that point. Yeah. And episode seven, we'll talk about that later, what yeah. happened in it. So, anyway, before we go into the plot, I will say there was a controversy with this anime. Have you heard about this? Um, which controversy? Which con- There's more than one? Well, there's people whining and there's other people whining. Yeah, well, yes, all everyone's whining on, on this point. So, yeah. the one that I'm talking about is with the Hallmark movie that was similarly named Love on Ice. In January 2017, the Hallmark Channel announced the release of a TV movie about the relationship between a female figure skater on, in a career slump and her new male coach. Doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah, but it sounds straight, which is lame. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Yeah, the movie tended to have a similar plot to Yuri and Ice, and it caused fans of the series to lash out at Hallmark for, first, plagiarism, and secondly, trying to straight-wash the relationship between the two main characters. It got to the point that a Change.org petition was made to demand the explanation for the similarities. However, the, it was said on both sides, Hallmark and the like the scriptwriter for uh, Yuri and Ice, that it just it was purely coincidental. So, according to the channel, no one involved in the making of Love on Ice ever heard of or even was aware of the existence of Yuri and Ice. And even then, the filming of the movie was started around November 2016, which was like a month after Yuri and Ice have been broadcast. It's like, how could they have plagiarized something when yeah. so, when it, all of it hasn't been broadcasted yet? And mm-hmm. even the scriptwriter Mitsuro Kubo stated on Twitter that she thought it was just purely coincidental. And even at and even after that, the creator of the petition later acknowledged that Love and Ice wasn't plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. So there was that controversy. It wasn't so. It wasn't even a, on like, oh, Yuri and I, Yuri and Ice was like, did something bad. It was more yeah. of, oh, hey, this other thing copied this other thing, and now the fans are mad and angry about it. So yeah. Well, you said there were more than one, or was that the one that you were talking about? Um, I actually hadn't heard that one yet. I thought it was either people being homophobic or people being homophobic but woke TM. Ah, so you mean basically the critics that I talked about earlier? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I uh, we are both LGBT, so we are kind we kind of like don't give a shit about straight TM people, and there's a difference between straight people and straight TM people. Yeah. So anyway. We are gonna cover the plot up to episode 10. There's a lot of fucking shit that ha- happens before then, so. Yeah. Okay. The plot so far up to episode 10. Our main character is Yuri Katsuki. He's a 23-year-old Japanese figure skater who suffered a major loss in the uh, last year's Grand Prix final and other competition losses. He develops mixed feelings about his skating career and puts it on hold, or I think to the verge of he almost decided to like just stop it altogether. So, he returns back home to his hometown of Hus- God damn it, I can't fucking say names. Hussets? Hussets? Uh, I don't know. Probably, probably something like that. Okay. If Hussets in, like, on one of- in Kyushu, one of Japan's five main islands, he visits his childhood friend Yugo at an ice rink and perfectly mimics an advanced skating routine performed by his idol and 27-year-old Russian skating champion, Viktor Nikiforov. However, this performance was secretly recorded by her triplet daughters and uploaded to the internet, which catches Victor's attention. He travels to the island to with an offer to coach Yuri and revive his skating career. However, another rising Russian skater, also by the name of Yuri, but his name last name is Plasetsky, We'll call him Yurio just to easily tell the difference between the two because I don't want to say Yuri K and Yuri P. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. He's 15 years old and learns about Victor's decision to retire from skating for the time being and coach Yuri. He confronts Victor about a promise he made to Yurio about choreographing a routine specifically for him if he won the Junior World Championships, which we can assume that he did because it, this is something that happened before all of this. So, yep. Victor forgot forgot the promise, but he makes the two Yuri's compete against each other to decide who he'll coach. He chose two songs for the skaters, which both had the same melody but different meanings. Agape, unconditional love, and Eros, sexual love. So, from what we've seen of the episodes so far for that point, I think these are like the first couple of episodes, like the first five episodes-ish, right? Mm-hmm. I forget. I think so. Because this, to- this, this takes place over like... 
I think three episodes where it's still yeah. like in they're still in Japan and things like that. But from what we've seen of the personalities of the Yuri's, Yurio is incredibly like a bit more forceful and kind of like confident in himself. So from what we've seen, he we think that uh, Eros might be given to Yurio and Agape to Yuri because Yuri's like soft boy and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. However, Victor switches it up and gives Agape to Yurio and Eros to Yuri. And some after some intense intensive training, Yuri's performance wins and Victor becomes Yuri's coach. Yurio returns to Russia and is and humbled by his defeat, trains harder to take advantage of his youthful body because I think this should be said, figure skating is more of a young person's sport. Anyone over the age of 25 is considered old for figure skating. Yeah. So yeah, both of the, both mm-hmm. of them train and qualify to represent their countries in the Grand Prix final. And over the course of the Grand Prix, we meet all sorts of different skaters, which at the time I couldn't remember all their names other than like in episode 10. And then I did look up their names just so that I could describe them. So, but from so far from what we've seen of Yuri and Victor's relationship, it's been them becoming closer and closer. And I actually wrote with episode 7 resulting in a kiss between the two covered by Victor's arm. So yeah. Right now, Yuri has qualified for the Grand Prix Final in Barcelona, which leads us to episode 10's plot. Episode 10. Yep. And if you and if you put that like with capital letters on a piece of paper, then it looks like it says Eplo. 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 Why Eplo? E P one zero. The one looks like a lowercase L, and the or maybe Epio. Epio. (laughs) Epio. Epi. That's what. That's what. Uh. That's what. That's the kind of epipen that Yurio uses what the for fuck? when he has peanuts, because he can't have peanuts. I forget if that's an Yurio. actual fucking factor. If you're just fucking it, with me, I'm. Babe, do you really have to ask if I'm just fucking with you? Yes, I do, because all the shit I'm that you say always, is batshit insane. I'm always just fucking with you. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You fucking buffoon. Okay, so <laughs> now on to the actual episode summary. <laughs> so the episode, of course, starts off with the series' usual opening theme, uh, History Maker. And I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to say right now, it's debatable if Yuri on Ice was the best anime of the year it came out in, because personally I'm partial to Flip Flappers, which was another anime from that year, which was fantastic, and also gay, but with girls. But it, I will say it almost definitely had the best opening and also just soundtrack of any anime from that year. Which is especially compre- impressive considering that two of the best JoJo openings are from that year. So is the mo- the first Mob Psycho 100 opening, both of the Danganronpa 3 openings, and also season 2 of Food Wars. <laughs> All those were from this year and still this one had like by far the best opening. Yeah. I, I guess it's just because it's just, like, it was paired with really nice visuals. It was paired with really good visuals, and also it's it has something that, like, not a lot of anime openings end up having, having, which is it sounds big and grandiose and sweeping. And which, that's the exact feeling you want for figure skating. So. Yeah, which is the exact fi- feeling you want for figure skating. You want, when you're figure skating, you want your music to make you sound lo- larger than life, sort of. Yeah. Like, the music and, can sound larger than life, but you have to make it more larger yeah, than life. you have to, like, help, you have to, like, work with the music, basically, for figure skating. And mm-hmm. the opening does that very, just, perfectly. So, yeah, the opening is fantastic. I've got another bit later talking about the music in the series. Mm-hmm. 
And I will point out, this episode does not have any figure skating routines in it. Yeah. But it's it's not it's not that big of a problem to me because honestly, I feel like I would uh not lose attention. I would just be like, "Huh? What? Okay." <laughs> because like I don't know all the technical terms for this. <laughs> anyway, so the f- episode starts out with Victor diving to a pool at night, and a narration with his voice starts. So, an important fact to note about this, I believe this is the either one of the only episodes where victor narrates so it's the first time he narrates and i think the last time he narrates right yeah i believe so yeah because usually it's yuri or i think yurio it's either yuri or yurio it's yuri for a lot of the series narration and yurio if it's like specifically inside yurio's head yeah anyway he gives an explanation about being yourself on vacation away from the hecticness of your everyday life. He states that when he gets away from skating, two L words come to his mind, life and love. He admits that he's mm-hmm. been neglecting both of these things for over 20 years. Why is it important? We'll talk about it later. Yeah, and also I would like to say, um, first off, MAPPA are really good at animating cities as locations they and like really drawing do. cities as backgrounds. Like uh, in Jujutsu Kaisen, we're currently in, like, they're currently in Tokyo, and the way that they draw Tokyo is so nice and cool, and it's got a lot of, like, nice colors and brightness to it, and I like that. And also, like I said, they did Dorohodoro, and a majority of Dorohodoro is set in this dark, grungy city, which, like, they do so well at portraying in animation. Oh, yeah, for sure. And also, for for this bit with Victor, I wrote, Young Russian Mads Mikkelsen floats on back in pool. <laughs> and b- because... Victor really does just look like if you ironed out Maz Mickelson. Yeah. And animate him. And now that I've made now that I've compared those two, uh I would like to say for those of you who are familiar with the series uh and but not familiar with Yuri on Ice, this series is basically figure skating Hannibal. It's a show about a highly regarded older man with gray hair who gets a younger black-haired man who's from a different country of origin into the same hobby as him and then they start dating. But it's like, Hannibal. But like here's but the instead thing. of cannibalism, it's figure skating. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, it's not into the same hobby as him, because Yuri was already it, a figure skater, and so was Victor. They gets didn't them really to get feel passionate about the same hobby it. at least. What? Because like Yuri had lost his passion pretty much. Oh yeah, he lost his passion. Oh wait, he did get into figure skating because of Victor. Never mind. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't the, through Victor's encouraging. It was just because Yuri looked up to him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about Hannibal, so it's like, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so the episode titled card comes up, and it's the the name of the episode, which we did not say, is Gotta Supercharge It. Pre-Grand Pre-Final Special. It cuts to, like, a cute little, like, chibi Victor as he, like, sneezes and remarks about how Barcelona is cold in December. And if you're thinking, is he crazy? Diving into a pool in December... Normally, yes, but apparently in the anime world, Russians eat Russians equal can brace cold better than anyone else of different country origin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, uh, wait, we've, we've gotten to the part where Chris walks in, right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Chris walks in, and I would just like to say, he's making a poor choice by deciding to drink and then skinny dip in cold weather, because if I remember rightly, then, like, it's a myth that alcohol raises your body temperature. It actually lowers your body temperature, and so you feel more heat from outside. Yeah. And 
So, deciding to do skinny dipping in cold weather when your body temperature is already lower, that's a bad idea, friend. <laughs> I mean, he even said, he even says it. Speaking of which, uh, we say Chris, the character's name is Christoph Giacometti. Uh, he's a 25-year-old figure skater from Switzerland. And he, he actually remarks, I thought, other than me, only a Russian would be stupid enough to get in a pool this time of year. I guess I was right. Mm-hmm. So, he admits that it's stupid. <laughs> but he mm-hmm. does it anyway. <laughs> And whenever I, uh, whenever I see, like, Victor in that pool in this, in this episode, I always end up thinking about those monkeys that, like, live around hot springs. Yeah. I always think about that and, like, one, one picture that I saw once of one of them just, like, sitting there looking, like, slightly upset. (laughs) (laughs) So, it feels weird because, like, if you're a normal person, you hear Chris say he's going skinny dipping, you're like... What? 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 Okay, let me get out of here. But Victor's like, no, nah, you could still do it. I could even take pictures for you. <laughs> <laughs> and and the narration plays up again, and Victor explains that he's actually not on vacation. He's here for the Grand Prix figure skating final. He introduces Chris and talks about like his, like, his moment, how he met Chris, and how Chris is actually now one of the oldest pros because Victor left the figure skating, professional figure skating world as a figure skater. So, he praises Chris for some of his erotic performances on and off the ice, but when he first met him, he was like a little, he says, he was like a little boy running through the Swiss meadows. I don't know if that's just poetic shit about him being from Switzerland, Mm -hmm. and just him being tiny. I think that might have been that. But anyway, he reveals that he shared with a podium with Chris at a lot of professional competitions. You can't imagine a skating season without him, and Chris can say the same towards Victor. But Chris has actually made it so far to qualify in the current Grand Prix final. So the scene changes to the hotel lobby where Victor's old coach, Yakov, and Yurio's current coach right now is scolding Yurio about checking himself in. But <laughs> I said this earlier while we were rewatching the episode. Yurio is 15. Do you think he's actually going to be responsible for himself? Mm-hmm. Do you think he's yeah. going to be an upstanding citizen at 15? Yeah. But also, on a similar note, I would actually like to say Yurio is probably actually my favorite character in the series. Well, yeah, Cause, of like, course, because he's a little he, shit. First, he's a, first off, he's a little shit, and I like little shit characters. But also, he's he's got an actually really good character arc. Yes, he does. Throughout the series. He's got, like, a good character arc for, of, of going from little shit to being slightly more considerate little shit <laughs> to, like, by the end, like, he's become a, almost a completely different person and grateful for everyone around him. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it, it, like, that's a good way to, like, picture adolescence, but not, like, have it be the main focus, I guess. Yeah. And also, I would like to say, I used to have an OC who was basically, imagine Yurio, <laughs> but then make him a cat boy, and Yurio also Yurio is give, one. Well, Yeah. But then give him the hair of Kenma from Haikyuu, but instead of, like, yellow and brown, or blonde and brown, make it orange and white, and then give him fire powers. You just, you just made a fucking orange creamsicle character. Yes. (laughs) I used to have a character who was that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Yurio's being a little bitch baby, telling Yakov to do it for him because he's tired. He steps, like, three steps away, and he runs into a mob of his fans. He was about to insult yeah. them, but he, his ballet coach, Liliana Baranovska, um, mm-hmm. who was actually Yakov's ex-wife, he sco- <laughs> he, <laughs> he's scolded by her, and he reluctantly and definitely does not want to go along with his 
what his fans want. Victor's yeah. narration starts up again and explains Yurio's skating history and how impressive it is that yeah. someone mm-hmm. at 15 accomplished so much. And technically, he's not even in junior leagues anymore. He would usually be yeah. in junior leagues, right? Yeah. And yeah. I would like to say that Yurio in this series, like, he definitely has my favorite ice skating performances. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Just the animation on him is, like, fast and aggressive, but also really like well very precise and i really i'm i'm a big fan of that and all and also i do really like uh his ice skating theme and this is where i start talking about the music in the series mm-hmm. so yurio's uh main theme for uh his skating is it's i think it's on love agape yes it is yes and it, it's not my favorite but it is definitely very good and I do kind of prefer it over Yuri's version of the song uh, "On Love Eros." Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the way, the, they do something very good with both of these songs, where they Victor plays both of these songs for Yuri and Yurio at the beginning of the series, where he's like, "Okay, so this song is "On Love Eros," and it's meant to—it's it, just—it's meant to symbolize sexual love and. Yurio's like, okay, I like this one a lot. And then he goes, this one is on love agape, and it's meant to symbolize unconditional love. And then Yuri's like, I like this one. And he goes, okay, Yuri, you get on love Eros, and Yurio, you get on love agape. And he does this to help them improve in those various emotions, and, like, help them on their character arc. He helps Yuri regain his passion, and Yurio be more accepting of the people around him. Be more humble, basically. Be more humble, basically. Sit down, be humble. And, yeah. <laughs> and this this series has, like, probably one of my favorite um, anime series OSTs ever. Yeah. And uh, a few highlights are the theme of King JJ, who he's gonna fucking show up soon and ruin everything. And <laughs> uh, the track Yuri on Ice, which is uh, one of the songs that Yuri uh, skates to. And, oh, mmm. Mm, piano, piano, <laughs> piano. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this series has a really good soundtrack. If the, if our comments on the opening weren't enough of a clue of that. Yeah, and the fact that again, as I said, professional figure skaters in the actual real-world professional figure skating area actually have done performances to the music from the show. So, and for a good reason because it slaps. It really does. Back to the plot, anyway. So, this is actually his senior debut. So, yeah, it makes sense that he's technically supposed to be a junior, but this is his senior debut. So, this it's very impressive to, like, qualify for a huge competition in your senior debut. Very impressive. And Victor describes him as a tomboy cat, as I said, babe. Yes. <laughs> he is a cat. And he He's re- a cat boy, but like I mean, straight up, he had the character I was talking about had cat ears, like actual cat ears. Oh, uh, okay. Instead of just like, like the things that his his fans yeah. gave him. Yeah. Which I put I put a bit like he recaps why he's called Yurio, but honestly, we we said it. We kind of we just yeah. said why we were calling him Yurio because it's easier to tell the difference between them, and that's actually yeah. also the same reason why. But anyway, so he explains that the mob. Of, of fangirls surrounding Yurio are his fans, Yuri's angels, that appear at every competition that Yurio has competed in. Yurio is exasperated as he's like, I hate being here, I hate being alive with these cat ears on, when a female voice off to the side calls out to remark about how popular Yurio is. 
The camera pans to a couple uh, standing off to the side, who is actually 19-year-old Canadian skater Jean-Jacques Leroy, JJ, and his fiancée, yes. Isabella y- Yang. Young. Yes, and I've got a bit here written about um, about JJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so first, I, I, I said right here, I originally fucking hated JJ because A, Canadian, B, straight, and C, I'm not a big fan of the I'm so great at everything and disregard everyone else's style of character. But I would like to say that the last few episodes, like episode 11 and 12, give him some actually very good character development. Yeah, because... This isn't the finale, though, so fuck JJ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this isn't the finale, though, because... I, I actually don't know if we're going to come back and actually cover the whole thing anyway. Probably not. We don't do that with any other series other than one that we're going to end up doing. Yeah, I know. But, like, like Looney Tunes, it's... What what is there? What final is there? It's just yeah. straight-up cartoons. It's resolved by one episode, so, like, whatever. And then the other one that we're, that we're doing, which we're putting on hiatus for now because winter holidays. But, yeah, so... His fiance remarks that his, JJ's fans, which are JJ girls, come up with a better name, are better at following the rules and they're cuter. And Yurio's, Yurio hears this, and even though he doesn't like his fans that much, he defends them by state, like stating hot-headedly, don't diss my fans and call them ugly, you ugly-ass bitch. <laughs> I fucking love this, this, at, this fucking little shit. I love this little shit. <laughs> I love this little shit. Because, and it's like, uh, I feel like it would be annoying if it was an adult. It'd be yeah. so be it'd be so annoying if this was this was an adult. But since he's like fifteen, it's like oh yeah, fifteen year olds talk like that. So uh, Isabella is mm-hmm. like Isabella gets all pouty, and then JJ Smooth talks to his fiance by saying Yurio's jealous because she's so beautiful, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, cool, great. Anyway, <laughs> Victor's narration talks about uh, his thoughts on jj he he's a very he's very good at what he does he's won gold medals but his attitude towards the other skaters are not approachable or friendly which is why we kind of hate jj i do hate <laughs> jj as well he's kind of annoying Yurio's insulting jj about wearing sunglasses on his head and insults his fiance but tells her to find someone better so so at least he's considerate in that way but also yeah. he's like he's like you're ugly get someone yeah. better <laughs> he's <laughs> like damn you're ugly and even you even you could do better than him <laughs> yeah and he and jj's like oh man what the fuck and then he goes off and calls off the screen to someone named otabek he asks yes. where he's going yes and i would like to say that otabek is um wearing sunglasses uh and i want to believe that he was wearing them on his head earlier but he heard yurio say that people who wear sunglasses on their head are dumbasses and he went oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's we, there's a reason why we think that later but anyway it's 18 yes. year old kazakh figure skater otobek alten and he and he states that he's going out to eat by himself victor's narration kicks in again and he explains that Otebek is from kazakhstan and he's done very well in qualifying and rushing into gp final and that he's actually shared a podium with him at the world's championship. He noticed there was something with Odebeck, but no one knew much about his personal life, so he can't really judge based on that. So it goes back to the hotel lobby where JJ invites um, Odebeck to eat because he thought it's weird for him to be eating alone. Odebeck refuses, and Victor comes in again, briefly explaining that Odebeck doesn't really want to socialize with other skaters because he's not interested in it. But at that moment, Odebeck's eyes scan the room and stop on Yurio, 
in which you're just surprised for a second, but then he go, but he's being a little shit again and being like, what the fuck are you looking at? But he doesn't say what the fuck. He says, what the hell are you looking at, asshole? I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then Opex says nothing, leaves, and Yuri's like, what? what? And it transitions to a ringtone, and someone's calling Yuri, our main character, Yuri. Yeah. And then gives up, hangs up, remarks about how he's not answering, and this character is 20-year-old Thai figure skater, Pichit Chulanan. Pichit, yeah. Pichit. Pichit Chulanan. Yeah. And also, I would like to say, Pichit wore a mask. Be like Pichit. <laughs> yes, please. Please. Also, he's an e-boy. <laughs> well, it's very obvious that he's an e-boy. We'll get to that I, in a bit. Yeah. And um, I don't even mean that in the usual way, though. I mean someone made an e-girl a man, and then that's Pichit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you hear e-boy, you think, oh, simp. No. Fichit simps for himself. <laughs> I don't think he simps for himself, but he's very confident about his social media presence. Yes. So, anyway, he he's like, oh, I can't wait any longer. And he, he also to his current coach, Celestino Caladini, who actually previously coached Yuri at the beginning of the series. But since Yuri was, giving, was thinking about giving up on skating, he's not coaching him anymore. Yeah. So, he goes to the Sagra- Sagrada Familia, and he uses a selfie stick to take a selfie at the- there. Victor's narration kicks in, explaining Pichit's achievements. He's the first... Yeah. I don't know who the actual first Southeast Asian figure skater is, but for this one, he's the first Southeast fig- Asian figure skater to qualify for the GP final. And remarks that he's incredibly yeah. good at taking selfies, hence yeah. why he's uh, he's like an e-girl made into a man. <laughs> yeah, and they show a bunch of his selfies in his social media feed, and they show Guang Hongji. <laughs> yeah, which Guang am... Hongji actually appears later. But... Yes, and I would like to say, reading reading my notes, and every time Guang Hongji shows up, I'm like, this is the most fucking painfully straight thing I've written ever in my life. God damn it. <laughs> and I, I wrote here, I love Guang Hongji so much. My god, fucking baby, he got done dirty. How they let JJ become a main character, but Guang Hong and Minami only got one episode each. Oh yeah, Minami. That's Ken. Minami right? shows up yeah. later. I love Minami too. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both good. But anyway, yeah. so he explains Pichit's pats with Yuri that they were actually rinkmates back in Detroit and states that Yuri considers Pichit the only foreign skater that he truly considers a friend. So, it seems like the narration comes out of nowhere, but Victor's actually explaining who the six qualifiers were for the final. He's explained five so far, with the last one, having him made this far by a hair's width, as Victor says, being Yuri, the main character for the series. So he describes Yuri as a jet-lagged sleeping beauty, which can either be taken as, as like him poking fun at how Yuri's handling the jet lag, or an actual compliment showing Victor's affection for him. I, l- yeah. I like to think it's a bit of both. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely a bit of both. Yeah. It's very Victor for it to be a bit of both. Yeah. So, during that explanation, the scene transitions to Yuri sleeping in his and Victor's hotel room in his own bed. Victor explains that he's come to Barcelona as Yuri's coach, not as competitor. He recaps Yuri's training up to this point, explaining that after the Ross Telecom Cup, he maximized his last few days to practice for this final. The timeline for this episode, it's been eight months since he first went to visit Hasetsu to tell Yuri that he's going to coach for him. He reminisces that he hasn't spent so much time with his adorable pet poodle, Makachin. And I, I, I mentioned that because Makachin's actually, like, I think it was he was plot important for a little bit, right? Or at a least just bit, like, I think. But, like, yeah, he really loves his dog. And I, I, can, I can get that. So he's been able to, like, relax and, like, eat stuff that he wants and describes that as heaven on earth because he's like, 
because I'm guessing as an athlete, you're limited to what you can eat and how you can relax and things like that. So anyway, remember the life and love thing? He visits it again and says, Yuri's life and love have taught me about a brand new world that I've never known before. And that was the gayest thing I could think of anyone saying. So, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It goes to Yuri finally waking up and putting on his glasses. He questions where Victor is and checks his phone on social media to see (laughs) an incredibly funny social media post that Chris has posted with him and Victor in it. And basically the funny picture is they're both by the pool and their legs are sticking up <laughs> like like a yeah. like a can can it's so yeah. funny and then we actually and, yeah, yeah. were you going to say something um so yeah he he sees victor and chris and it, and uh he's he's like glad to see that he's ha- they're both having fun and they're happy uh and he's all he keeps looking and he sees Fichit and he's like oh Fichit's here that's great and he also sees a picture of Yurio, who's, like, gotten here, and he's like, oh, Yurio, Yurio made it, oh, I'm really proud of him. And then he sees JJ, and he's like, JJ? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, fucking, fucking same, you stupid little twink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, I would like to note, no, there was nothing from Odebeck, but, because, as Victor said, he's not really interested in socializing with other skaters, so it makes sense he doesn't have social media. So, yes. he, Yuri smiled when he saw most of the stuff, besides JJ. I will say, uh, I will say JJ came before Yurio, so he's like, oh, Pichit's, oh, cool. And then he's like, JJ, dot, 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 moves on to Yurio's. <laughs> yeah, JJ. <laughs> oh, Yurio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he remembers something he said before. I don't remember if this was during an interview or if it if it was just something he said to resolve himself. He says, Now that I know what love is and I'm stronger for it, I'll prove to it to myself with the pre- Grand Prix Final Gold Medal. Huh? He's doubting his words and remembers the amazing performances that the other skaters did while he fumbled his and barely qualified for the final for it. Oh, I forgot to say earlier, this, this series was also praised for its depiction of anxiety, and this is one of the depictions of anxiety because he... He's like, oh, all these skaters did such amazing performances. I think some of them fumbled a little bit, but Yuri also did a very fantastic job, but he's focusing incredibly on his mistakes. And, like, even from the past, like, year, from when he failed to qualify at all. And it's a lot like what, what people with anxiety do without looking to see how far they actually come. And I would know this a lot because I have anxiety and I do that a lot. But I, but that's not... but. We're not talking about my own personal issues. Yeah. Where he's like, he panics a bit and hides his face in a pillow and kind of weakly calls to Victor for help, mainly rhetorically, but (laughs) in a moment of hilarity immediately after all this sad shit, Victor kicks open the door, which I think there was one frame of animation for the door. Because, <laughs> like, I was I was like, wait, is there only one frame of animation? Because it feels like the door was kicked open super, like, super fast. And there was, like, the door was closed and immediately just flung open. And I was like, oh my fucking god, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, So, Victor calls out, Yuri, I'm freezing! Please draw a hot bath! And Yuri's like, what the fuck? And Chris is behind him, behind Victor in a robe. And I put, Yuri looks up like, what? I was struck with anxiety earlier. What the, what is happening? <laughs> and Chris. Yeah, and also yeah. I would like to say during this scene, like, like, so Yuri like turned over to like bury his face in the pillow or whatever. And 
when that happened, his ass suddenly became so well-defined. It's like fucking Solid Snake, <laughs> suddenly. Like, just, huh, huh, Victor, I'm trying to ice skate, <laughs> but I'm dummy thick, and the clap of my ass cheeks is <laughs> drowning out the noise of my music. <laughs> so... Uh, Chris asks if he could make coffee as well and remarks how he's still asleep after all this time. Then the both of them jump onto him and Yuri screams since the both of them are clinging to him. We assume so. It actually cuts out to the um, hotel thing and how they were both of them were clinging onto him and they were just in a pool and they're incredibly cold to the touch because remember it's December and they were in a pool. <laughs> so <laughs> it cuts to the next day where everyone where the qualifiers are training for or at least their training is wrapping up and Victor nar Victor's narration kicks in about like the jump composition Yuri came up with in order to win the Grand Prix final and like how like some of them are incredibly aggressive and like one jump which Yuri has never landed yet but it's necessary to include it because even if he landed all his old jumps perfectly JJ had a higher base score than he did so he had to practice but but training is like wrapping up now and JJ remarks he's done Yuri's pissed off but his coach tells him to go over the routine again. But uh, Yuri's done with practicing. Victor asks what he wants to do now. He recommends getting a good night's rest, but Yuri insists that Victor take some sightseeing around Barcelona. And mm -hmm. Victor's surprised, but he agrees. Then it goes to a cute little montage where they're, like, sightseeing and they're, like, uh, announcing things in English and it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wrote here, boyfriends go do shopping and travel vacation trip. Yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, and I would like to say that um, Yuri, like, th his figure skating and a bunch of things like that actually remind me of my favorite figure skater, uh, Shoma Uno. Uh-huh. He's a Japanese figure skater. I feel like you would enjoy him because here's the thing. Yeah. He is tiny. He's only one inch taller than you. <laughs> and also- He's, he's tiny he's for a man? So, just, just tiny. Anyways, because okay. you're also tiny. I'm not tiny. Anyways, you are. No. Um, but, like, uh, he used to be, like, decently ranking in from, like, 2011 to 2015. Mm -hmm. But since 2016, every year in a row, his world standing has been number two. Oh, really? Yes. For three years in a row. That's how you know he's a good figure skater. Mm -hmm. He was going to compete at a 2020 championship, but of course that got canceled because of obvious reasons. Um, what are those obvious reasons? Um, Godzilla. Shit, you're right. Godzilla's yeah, been Godzilla the just entire... showed up to France and then yeah, g g good for her. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and like if you watch like Shomuno figure skating, then you're like, oh yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. I can definitely like see a lot of similarities to Yuri's figure skating style. Mm -hmm. So the boyfriends are were shopping and Victor was explaining how ideally it's better to shop when things weren't as expensive, but it's Chris, it's almost getting close to Christmas in December. So that's why I picked this episode because the holidays are coming up and it's a Christmas episode. Well, not a Christmas episode, but it takes place in December and I think they remark about it later, but yeah. Victor asks Yuri if he really doesn't want anything and Yuri really says he doesn't. Narration kicks in and Victor's feigning ignorance, but in reality he, he knows that this was unusual for Yuri to suggest sightseeing and he thought it might have been because he was super nervous that time around, but... We see Yuri looking around in the background. For what exactly? We'll have to see later. Victor takes Yuri oh, by yeah. the hand and goes off somewhere else to buy him a suit for his birthday. <laughs> 
and actually suggests burning his old suit that he wore at the press conference. And Yuri's like, you don't, you don't have to do that. I like that. But, <laughs> but it cuts to a shot of the bench that Yuri was sitting on, and he left a bag there. But yeah, we'll get back to that later because it cuts to a different side story. Do you want to explain yes. the side story, baby? So Yurio is trying to get away from his fans, and his fans are like, I, I fell one of his hairs. He must be around here. And he's, like, hiding in LA, he's like, oh god, I can't get away from these people. And then, suddenly, he hears a motorbike, and he sees a motorbike drive up, and he sees Odebeck on it. And Odebeck is, like, all cool, and he's wearing a jacket and a, and a helmet and sunglasses, and he's like, Yuryo, get on. And also, at this moment, I ended up remembering, oh yeah, he's from Kazakhstan, isn't he? Yeah. And then I immediately ended up thinking, what if he, what if he talked like Borat? <laughs> oh my god. Yorio, you're very nice. <laughs> I think you're very nice, Yorio. Anyways, so he, he, and so then Yorio's fans are like, what's that? Oh wow, it's Yorio, he's a... And also, Odebeck's here. Wow! And Yuri was like, "Okay, I'm getting on your bike." <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Victor, Victor's narration kicks in that, like, saying that athletes aren't the only ones who's who are sensitive to tailwinds that can take one to worlds unknown, basically to get away from it all. Mm-hmm. And and so it cuts to like a little social media to like social media feeds where news that, as Victor says, the hero of Kazakhstan, which is Odebeck, quote, kidnapped, quote. The Fairy of Russia, which is Yurio, and the news of that spread incredibly fast. It seemed random, but it actually wasn't at all. So the narration, I think, stops, and the scene cuts off to when, like, they finally shake off anyone and are walking up steps to, like, observe Barcelona from up high and to talk alone. Yurio didn't think they had anything in common, but it actually turned out that they trained together five years ago at Yakov's summer camp. Yurio doesn't remember it, but Odebeck goes a little bit more into it. Because at the time, he was in his first year in the junior division, but he couldn't keep up with the Russian junior skaters, so he was put in the novice class alongside Yurio. And he remarked that Yurio had the unforgettable eyes of a soldier, and Yurio was surprised about that because he had just moved his home rink from Moscow to St. Petersburg, because he was desperate to, like, climb up, I guess. And he decided he wouldn't complain until he was good enough to justify complaining, which he clearly does now. (laughs) Mm And Odebeck explained that, after the camp, he moved from place to place to continue his training, and he had recently managed to return to his home rank in Almaty just last year. Because of that, he's incredibly w- motivated to win the championship for his home country. Yuriel questions why Odebeck even wanted to talk to him since he was a rival, and Odebeck was not. It was, like, heavily emphasized that Odebeck never wanted to, like, socialize with any of the other skaters. So why did Odebeck want to talk to him since he was a rival skater? Odebeck answered that he thought that they were alike, and he's just like, okay, do you want to be friends or not? And Yuri's like, what? And they they do end up becoming friends, and then probably boyfriends, whatever. <laughs> like, listen, they're probably dating. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> listen, like, I wrote here, <laughs> I wrote here, the fact that this series was limited by Japanese broadcasting restrictions to keep the characters less gay is hilarious, because how do you get more gay than this shit? The subtext has evolved to text. <laughs> Yep, it's really funny. Um, anyway, so the narration kicks in that explains that Yuri's actually never been asked to be friends with anyone else before. So this, so it's both 
a big milestone for Odebeck and Yurio because Yurio's a little shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to be friends with Yurio? He's a little shit. But anyway, that's where the side story with Yurio ends. We're back to the main story with Victor and Yuri shopping. It's becoming evening and Yuri's freaking about freaking out about the misplaced bag. And Victor tells him to calm down and remember where he left it and describes the bag that they're looking for. Yuri apologizes for misplacing it and offers to go back to the shop to get another one, but Victor says it's okay because the shop's closed by then and that they should probably head back to the hotel since he thought Yuri must be tired. Yuri is surprised but is kind of like, hey, you didn't have to say it like that. And Victor's like, well, but I'm tired. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, I would, so, at some point, like, during their, uh, during, like, this little walking thing that they do, Victor ends up talking about, like, birthdays and Christmas in Russia, and he says, and he says, in Russia, we don't celebrate the actual birthday, and I wrote here, in Russia, birthday celebrates you. (laughs) Oh my god, no, it's Soviet Russian, nerd. (laughs) In Soviet Russia, birthday celebrates you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the reason why they talked about birthdays and stuff is because, first of all, they were walked they walked in silence and they went to the nearby Christmas market. Haha, <laughs> Christmas holiday. Anyway, Christmas, 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 Christmas. So Yuri actually asked about Victor's birthday and, and that it's on Christmas Day. And Victor Victor acknowledges that Yuri asks if he wants anything as a gift, and Victor's like, "Well, we don't celebrate before the actual birthday, hence Jenny's thing." And they actually yes. don't celebrate Christmas either, which I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> I can ask my Russian friend at some point. Yeah, I, I, please do because like, because I, mm, I, I, cause it's technically a Christian thing, and I'm pretty sure there's Christians in Russia. Yeah. Yeah, but so, it's like Orthodox Christianity. I, think. I guess whatever. Different form of Christianity. All right. So Yuri's like kind of sad and quiet for a bit before Victor offers Yuri some hot wine. Yuri refuses, stating that he doesn't want to. J- drink before competition reason was why but we'll go into it later victor's like oh and then notices yuri's searching for something and remarks about it in his narration and <laughs> yuri's eyes are sparkling and victor describes the same thing in his narration and notes that whenever he's looking for yeah. something he his eyes sparkle yeah he's looking for something but <laughs> doesn't I, know what he's looking for his eyes sparkle and i wrote here fellas <laughs> is it gay to notice the sparkle in your boyfriend's eyes when he's looking for something yeah <laughs> As as we said, as we said, th- this is huge subtext where it's like no straight man cares about what another presumably straight man does. No straight man refers to anything in another straight man's eyes as a sparkle. And they don't even notice the fucking other man's eyes uh, anyway, other than like if they're looking straight at them, you know. Other than they they might know the eye color, but that's it. Yeah, and so. Yuri stops as they're walking along and finds what he's looking for. Victor's confused, and Yuri's face gets red as he runs up to a shop window to look at things. We're not sure what he's looking at, but after looking for a couple seconds, he finally finds what he's looking for. Calls up to Victor, he wants to go into the shop. And we see that it's a shop that's Maria Dolores, which is actually a jewelry store, an actual real jewelry store in real life. So, the narration actually changes to Yuri for, I think, the only time in this episode. So, in the animation, Yuri's talking to the clerk about the jewelry, but Yuri's narration states that he's always wanted a lucky charm, so he's getting one for himself to help win the GP final. Then he adds that it's also a thank you gift to Victor for all of his help. And mm-hmm. we're not sure what kind of gift it is, but we immediately find out as it pans out to his Christmas choir singing outside of a huge church. I think it's a church. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know which, like, It is a church. Is. Yeah. And, and they're exchanging rings. <laughs> Yeah, they're exchanging rings, and, um, Victor- Fellas, it's, 
fellas, is it gay to give your boyfriend a ring before the most important event of your life when you both want to be ready for the event and you do it in front of a church while the bells are ringing and then there's a choir singing? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because Victor's stating that, what, stating this, like, he's, Victor's incredibly poetic about everything. So basically, he's basically surprised about what Yuri's doing. And Yuri's taking the Victor's glove off. He His face is red as he slips on the ring for him. And the church bells ring. And Yuri thanks Victor for everything up until now, saying that he couldn't think of anything better, but he'll try his best from tomorrow on. So it's something for good luck. And he couldn't think of anything better. That means... <laughs> That sounds like what, okay, I feel like that sounds like what you would say if you were giving me a gift, babe. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But And Yuri's blushing when he, as he says that. And Victor takes Yuri's hand and puts on the other ring while saying, I'll say something that you won't have to even think about. Tomorrow, show me the skating that you can honestly say you liked best. And Yuri's touched by these words and is incredibly happy. And mm-hmm. Victor's narration says, kicks in saying it's the only shortcut to a gold medal that he knew. And it cuts to like a cute little scene where they're both hugging each, like one arm hugging each other. And Yuri's like, I'm hungry. And Victor go- suggests going somewhere to eat. The narration ends before the ad break with Victor saying, I have absolute faith in what you decide, Yuri. And the thing before the ads shows up. This is halfway through the episode, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> or supposedly in the original airing. So. The, oh God, Jesus. It's so weird because this episode actually does seem like it's a very long thing, but also I wrote a lot about the plot, so <laughs> whatever. So it opens, so it comes back to Yuri's sister, Mary, who's screaming, which is, which I think is funny because that, that's literally what they open up back to, her screaming. And the woman behind her, who's Minako, who's Yuri's ballet teacher, and asks her what's wrong. Mari sees Yurio and Odebeck out having tea, and they look at, like they're having a good time with conversation. Monaco um, states that it's Odebeck from Kazakhstan, and we see Victor and Yuri walking in from the distance, and Yuri's greeting them. Then the two women jump at Yuri and be like, do us a huge favor! And then it cuts to several shots. The first one is Yuri and Victor sitting together. Then it, then it's Yurio and Odebeck sit, sitting together. Then to Pichit, to, how do you say his name? Pichit. Pichit. To Pichit and Chris sitting together. And then finally to Mary and Monaco, who are sitting together and crying because they're so happy to be sitting with professional figure skaters. Or at least Yuri, Yurio, I don't remember. Yeah, Someone says that well, they're way so too happy. So many of them. Yeah. Either Yurio or Yuri says that they're way too happy about this, and Yurio complains about all of them sitting together, while Pichit's being a good boy and greeting the ladies. They all have a fun time dining out, and Yuri comments about how weird it is that everyone's gathered here like this before the GP final. Well, everyone except JJ, but who fucking cares? He talks about last year's final and how he was always by himself, even at the banquet. He remarks that he was too nervous to talk to Victor, which Victor's like, what, what, huh? Wait, do, do you not remember? And Yuri's like, what, what are you talking about? Then Chris <laughs> Chris is like, you know, you got drunk on champagne and started dancing at last year's banquet. Everyone saw it. Yeah. And then Yuri's like, huh? Oh, God. Oh, no. Yurio being the little 15-year-old shit that he is, he's like, that was disgusting as hell. I got into a dance battle with you and I got embarrassed. Jesus. Yeah. I would also like to say that Yuri is the only anime protagonist I can think of who's not, like, in his late 20s or later, who has got, who has canonically gotten absolutely shit-faced. But Yuri, it, Yuri's 23, remember that? Yeah, so. yeah, and like I said, he's the only anime protagonist I can think of that's, like, gotten canonically shit-faced who isn't, like, in his late 20s or later than that. Oh, late 20s, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, he's in his early 20s, right? Okay. Yeah, he's, he's in his early 20s. Yeah, so there's a cute, like, little animation thing where, like, Chris has a, like, <laughs> funny, slumpily little chibi face as, like, the two girls are, like, looking at Yuri like, what the fuck, really? <laughs> and, like, Chris just seems like he's having, like, a shit-eating grin, but it's, like, in a, in the form of a cute little tiny face, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God. Yuri is incredibly exasperated, and Chris is like, yeah, I didn't mind as a pole dance, half naked. And Yuri's like, ah! And he, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh god, I'm like my dad who also goes off the ra- railroads when he drinks. Fuck, no! And then Victor's narration kicks in, explaining the banquet and how important socializing and etiquette is for skaters. Yeah. Yuri went to the banquet, but he actually did, wasn't dragged along, but he seemed like he was dragged along. So he had definitely su- suffered a crushing defeat. But then we see Yuri then drowning so many glasses of champagne. I don't know why he decided to do that because he's like, oh, I was gonna cut off of those drinks. Ha ha ha. But then it's like, then why did you down those many glasses of champagne, dude? Because he, because he drank one. He needed it for confidence. Because he was I feeling suppose. nervous in a in a public situation. Oh, and he didn't realize how many he was drinking. Okay. He didn't realize how many he was drinking. Okay. And by the time that he had kind of he, by the time they even could have realized, he was drunk off his ass already. Yeah. So the animation cuts to your Yuri. Taking off his tie, he's holding his hand and, like, unsteadily walking towards the rest of the banquet. Then we don't know what happens. So it cuts back to the present day where Victor's sure showing Yuri his phone, saying he still has videos of what happened. Chris shows Peachy his phone, saying that he did too. And Peachy's like, what? Yuri, that's so dirty! <laughs> <laughs> and and then the girls are like, "I, you want to see? And Yuri's like, no! And then Chris knows the ring, the rings on Yuri's and Victor's fingers, with Victor showing Odebeck something on his phone. Then Chris asks what's with the rings, and everyone then gets curious about it. And Yuri's like, fuck, shit. And Victor's just like, hey, look, it's a pair. <laughs> and then Pichit stares at them and is like, wait, wait. <gasps> Congrats on the marriage! <laughs> and then he's like, everyone, my friend just got married! And everyone... Everyone's just like super happy for them and for their marriage. And I wrote, God, I want a hype man like Peachy. <laughs> I want yeah. a hype man like Peachy so bad. And I did, I also put the note that I hated the people that were like, this is unrealistic. They're not facing homophobia. I feel like this is, this is the kind of shit that I like actually, where, yeah. where everyone's clapping and super happy for them. And it's like, hell yeah, you should be. It's a nice thing. So, yeah. yeah. And I, um, I wrote here that, um, uh, Odebeck is clapping for the nice married couple because he's impressed and that's his goals for his new boyfriend who doesn't realize he's a boyfriend yet, but he'll, he'll hit him eventually. Yeah, it was, I, I actually, I actually know, I actually noted that too, where, uh, I was like, Yuri's trying to de-escalate the situation and Mari Monaco's like, what the fuck's happening? Chris is still having like the smug little face thing, whatever. Odebeck's like stoically clapping along and Yuri's like, what the fuck? Ew! And yeah, it's. It, I don't think it's like Yurio is against dating. I just think he's like, ew, old people are dating because <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a little shit. It's it, okay. You know what? Fucking. You know what Yurio is. What? You know that. You know that vine of like, oh my god, look at these napkins or whatever. They're so cute. That's gay. Jerry, we've been dating for yes, yes, exactly that. That's Yurio Notabek. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Victor intervenes saying, don't get the wrong idea. 
this is an engagement ring. We'll get married once he wins a gold medal. And then Victor's like, right, Yuri? And Yuri's like, oh no, you're making this so much worse. And there's silence. And then he's like, huh? And slowly turns back towards the table because he's like, oh shit. The music changed to something more, a more serious, dramatic tone in the air. And everyone's staring at Yuri. Then it goes to each of the skaters in this or- order. Odebeck says, a gold. Pichit says, metal. Chris says, huh? And then Yurio does like a little, like, Tch! kind of thing and mm-hmm. honestly that was i that was one of the things i kind of remembered from yuri on ice and i thought that was such a like cool thing because it's like if it hasn't actually set in by now they're technically all rivals so yeah. having something that reminds you that hey they are actually people and competing in a thing is good because it's like yeah you could be friends outside of things but each of them have has resolved to winning the gold men- medal yeah so and yeah and this is it's this is a really good scene. Yeah, it's a really good scene. Like yeah. like they have they obviously have the comedy, but then they try to like bring you back down from like, oh haha funny and then and then it's like, oh wait, there's an actual competition going on that's incredibly high stakes for everyone. So Yeah. Yeah. And so a loud voice interrupts the scene. We see JJ and his fiance and he's like I'm going to get the gold medal and get married to my fiance. Ha ha ha. Sorry that we can't congratulate you on your future marriage. Yes, and JJ has, as a result, announced himself as just straight up the villain because he's like, ha ha, if Yuri doesn't win, then there's not going to be a wedding. Well, guess what? If I win, there's going to be a hetero wedding, which is the only thing that's that could possibly be fucking worse. Yeah, <laughs> It's so it's so much funnier because it's like with the other competitors, it's like they're still friendly. They're still friendly, but mm-hmm. they're reminding him that hey, we're rivals, so yeah. we can be friendly, mm-hmm. but we'll be even more friendly after the finals. Yeah, like the, <laughs> and but yeah, and I'm like I'm like, well, this is great. This is like as if the last heterosexual marriage that I was I would became aware of hadn't ruined my life enough. Oh my god! Now JJ might get married. <laughs> Okay, so no one gives a shit about what JJ says. Everyone leaves. Yes. And JJ's like, huh? What? Uh? And he's like, I was just joking! And so we're nearing the end of the episode, but there's still one little bit before the actual, like, dramatic cuts and whatever. So, cuts to the next day. Well, I'm guessing it's the next day. So Yuri's mm-hmm. sleeping in his bed, and we see the glint of his, of his ring. And so it transitions to, like, a harbor-like bay. And we see Victor's hand with the ring show up, and he's, like, looking at it. And, fellas, is it gay to look at your ring your boyfriend gave you? <laughs> fellas, is it gay to wake up in the same room as your boyfriend and look at the rings that you exchanged with each other? <laughs> Outside of the room? <laughs> Outside of the room. Yeah. He, so he's on a bridge looking at it, and he gets kicked in the back, and Victor's like, what? But he like, he put up a lot of resistance to the kick. And we see it's actually Yurio kicking Victor. He kicks him several more times before he, he like, stops and set, angrily says, Victor Nik- Nikiforov is dead. And Victor just, like, okay, and turns to Yurio. And v- Yurio questions why Victor's so happy to look after Yuri. And Victor's like, hey, do you want to compete against me? And Yurio's like, don't be so full of yourself. Not all skaters look up to you. Just go away already, geezer. And after that, Victor holds Yurio by the by his cheeks, being like, and they have a stare down for a bit. And Yurio says that the ring that Victor got from Yuri is garbage, and that he'll win to prove how incompetent Victor is. Yurio swats at Victor's arm to to let go of him. And they look at the, at the bay and see a guy and a dog walking on it. Victor's narration starts up and says that if he stayed in Russia as a competitor, Yurio wouldn't be so motivated to compete. So even though Yurio is being a little shit, it's like there's definitely a change in Yurio. 
Like, if he had stayed in Russia as a competitor, Yurio would still be so full of himself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And in all honesty, that's very ironic. Yurio's upset about it, but in reality, like, it actually motivated him to compete. So, yeah. Oddly enough, Victor would not have been so motivated to compete if he stayed as a competitor, too. Yurio walks mm-hmm. away, but he, but not before he turns back to say that place that they, they're at reminds him of, of uh, the ocean at Yuri's hometown. Victor smiles and agrees. The narration starts up again with Victor saying, Yuri, you may not realize this, but many others besides me got their L words from you. I think loss, I think, is the one that he's talking about this time. Lesbians. <laughs> Yuri travels around with lesbians and then gives them to people. <laughs> and speaking of, like, uh, doesn't <laughs> doesn't Sala show up in this scene? <laughs> doesn't Sala show oh, yeah, up somewhere Sarah, yeah. in this scene? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it cuts to the fi- day of the final. Marion was looking around super amazed, and this is actually the final, well, final scenes, I should say. But it's the final one. It pans over to Monaco, then holding up a sign saying Yuri Katsuki, and asking Mary to take a, her picture next to a full-scale picture of Yuri skating. And it actually cuts to the happenings of all the previous skaters that we have met before. Well, yes. we technically not met because we watched episode 10. <laughs> yeah, but, but Guang Hong shows up. Yeah, we can't um, watch the live stream. <laughs> yeah, so uh, to the previous skaters that's ha- uh, appearing in the earlier episodes. So it first shows inside the rink where two women, the Italian skater Sarah Crispino and the Russian skater Mila Babichiva, are waiting for the competition to start. Sarah is called by her older twin bu- brother, 22-year-old Italian skater, Michelle Crispino, who's nicknamed Mickey. And she questions what he's doing there, since she's the one that made it to the final in the women's division. Mickey has the big brother trope of like, oh, I'm not gonna make, I'm gonna make sure men don't touch you. And like, the guy that flirts with Sarah, I guess, or just like, is just an overly friendly with her. 18-year-old yeah. Czech skater Emil Nicola pops up saying, we should go to a club after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... And then it goes to it goes to the home of twenty year old South Korean figure skater Song Gil Lee, uh, sitting at home, I think, petting his dog. When he gets a text from someone, which is presumably Sarah, because apparently she wanted to try and be friends with him or something, and he's like, "Not her again," and like flings his phone away because he's super annoyed by her. Then the next one mm-hmm. is actually where your boy where your boy shows up. So, nineteen year old American figure skater Leo De La Iglesia is in the skating rink, presumably back in his hometown, talking on the phone to 17-year-old Chinese figure skater Guang Hongji, asking if he could watch the GP final on his laptop. It cuts to, his r- to Guang Hong's room, where he's lying on his bed, sadly saying that the live stream isn't working for him. Yeah, and I wrote here, Guang Hong shows up and then three, four... Yeah, four little fucking heart emotes, and then but he can't watch the live stream, and then a little sad emote, and then I and I read that just I reread that just now, and I'm like, this is revoltingly heterosexual. I hate it. <laughs> I hate why? that I wrote this thing. <laughs> why 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 are you revolted by it? It's so heterosexual. That's I it. I can't believe I wrote this about a man. I can't believe I wrote this about a man. <laughs> fucking nerd anyway then it briefly cuts to now 28 year old russian figure skater georgi popovich I'm better than this hmm? i'm better than this <laughs> um anyway georgi popovich who choreographed his routines based on the amount of heartbreak that he's faced he's actually out on a date with a girl he's clearly engrossed in explaining something but we don't know what it is so we move on i i write this as context for everyone else so and this is your other boy Cuts back to Yuri's hometown, where 17-year-old Japanese figure skater Kenjiro Minami is the head cheerleader for Yuri Katsuki at a GP final public viewing, alongside Yuri's friends Yuko and Takeshi Nishigori, some other people, and their triplet da- daughters Axel Lutz and Loop. Yeah. Yeah. I also wrote here Minami baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
and because it's true yeah oh wait i was gonna say something but i realized it's we should wait till your segment. So yeah. we finally get to see each qualifier and the posse enter the ring with dramatic music going on in the background. The order being JJ, Chris, Otebek, Pichit, Yurio, and then finally Yuri. The episode ends with an announcer announcing the GP finals happening in Barcelona, Spain, starting with the men's short program. And usually we won't talk about the ending. Yeah. But this one is a special episode because this ending for the episode is incredibly different from the usual ending. Because yeah, and not, not only does it use different visuals, but it also uses a different song. And I like the normal song better. Yeah, but... I like the normal song much better. It's so much better. It's so good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, here's the thing. The normal song, of course you'll like it better, but this song perfectly pictures out a wild night that Yuri had at the banquet. So, it shows off the pictures that, of what Yuri did in his drunken stupor at the banquet. We go through each of the phones and pictures of each skater, showing a variety of different things that Yuri did when he was drunk. First was him walking around, like, dancing while he's drunk. And then a dance battle with Yurio. Then a pole dance with Chris where he was also half naked. And then finally a duet dance with Victor. And then the episode truly ends with an extra scene after the credits. In this scene, we're at the banquet that took place a year ago. Yuri is drunk off his ass and he's talking to Victor. And, and actually, this is actually their first time, their actual first time interacting with each other. But Yuri doesn't remember because he was drunk. So <laughs> he talks yeah. to Victor and tells him, After this season ends, my family runs a hot spring resort, so please come. If I win this dance off, you'll become my coach, right? And then Victor is so shocked and surprised at it. And Yuri jumps and hugs him, saying in English because he's drunk, Be my coach, Victor! So they've actually met before episode one because episode one is when we assume that they actually first met. But no, this yeah. is their first first meeting. And <laughs> and I wrote and that Victor fell for Yuri at that moment. So he was just staring at Yuri for a second and then his eyes like widened a bit and his face became red. And like, God, he fell for a drunk ass Yuri. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the episode actually truly ends there. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, also I wrote here, a group of homosexuals is called Yuri on Ice. <laughs> Anyways. Now, time to talk about the voice actors. There's a lot of them. So, I actually wrote for every single person in their notable roles. I wrote for every character that's, like, major in this series, in this episode. Yeah. So, I'm, I wrote about the English voice actors for a little bit. So... Yuri and Ice is dubbed by Funimation, and as everyone knows, they reuse quite a bit of their voice actors, but I don't really care that much, because it's yeah. like, whatever. I, 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 yeah, I tried not to write too much about the Funimation voice actors, because I'm like, of course there's gonna be funny. It's Funimation, so anything, like, they have like 16 voice actors that they just use for everything, so like, it's, it'll be like, oh, did you know that this character, this guy was also in this? Like, yeah, of course I did, because they work for Funimation. <laughs> but you, you, you've got stuff written down, so... Go yes, ahead. I did, and some of them are very interesting. So um, yeah, I've also got some written down. Yeah, so I did it in order of appearance. So Victor is voiced by it, uh, English voice actor is Jerry Jewell. I've actually I like actually did a lot of research into what roles they did, but basically a no some notable roles for me. I actually talked about this earlier with our producer Sahar. I told her that he was uh, the main character in Case Closed or Detective Conan. So he was Detective Conan or whatever. Yeah. And um, he was also fan the Phantom Thief kid, like Kaito Kuroba or whatever. And uh, this next one, he's Akito Hay Hayama in Kurocha. And I'm pretty sure you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, babe. But it's a big thing for I'm... me. It's a big thing for me because that's my first anime that I've ever watched, ever. So 
Yeah. And then okay, he's also... Let me see. Yeah, I have no clue what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I might actually cover it one time. It'd be nice. It anyway. looks like Cardcaptor Sakura. It's because it's in the... Ni- it's made in the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> it's why. a 90s shoujo series. Anyway, so he's also Kyo Soma in Fruits Basket. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Chris. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've actually got a few other funny things for uh, Victor's English voice actor, Jerry Jewell. So he's the main character in uh, Saiki K. He's Kuso Saiki, mm-hmm. which is it, it, that's a very good series. You might enjoy it. It's kind. It's a comedy series uh, about guy who is so absurdly powerful that he w- just wants to live a normal fucking life. <laughs> so he ends up keeping his powers like under wraps as much as he can. Yeah. And he he doesn't even talk anymore because if he spoke, it would be too powerful and everything like that. <laughs> Uh, he's also the principal from My Hero Academia. Okay. And uh, Barry the Chopper from Full Metal Alchemist. I don't even know who that is. He's a guy that was a serial killer, but then he got killed and put into a suit of armor like uh, like the y- younger brother did. Oh. But for him, it was because he was held prisoner by the government yeah. and experimented on. Mm-hmm. And he also voiced Caesar Clown and Mary from One Piece. Yes. And also, here's one other thing. Yeah. I, I noticed when he does Victor's voice, he kind of sounds like Gru from Despicable Me. I mean, Russian. <laughs> yeah, but also, and but and I went, I wonder why he like went for a so stereotypically Russian, and then I found out he's because it's because he's Russia and Hatalia. Fuck! I hate this. <laughs> I didn't see that when I was doing the notes. What? You're welcome for me ruining your day. (laughs) No, trust me. I ruined my own day looking up some of these voice actors. They're also, since it's Funimation, obviously, some of them are also in Italian. I fucking hate my life. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, um... Chris is actually voiced by Haha Christopher Sabat. <laughs> yes. Okay. Who so, is? Yeah. We, yes. We know. You, you, like we both you can know start. some of the. We both some of the know some of the voice roles that he did. Uh, you'll state them, and I actually state a fun fact that has nothing to do with voice acting, but it's just a funny thing I saw. Yes. Okay. So Christopher Sabat, if you know a voice, if you know like an anime voice actor, then it might. It's probably actually Christopher Sabat because he is All Might, Zoro. Piccolo, Vegeta, <laughs> and also fun fact: he actually voiced a character on Free who looked a lot like Chris. Oh, God, Jesus! I just thought that was funny as hell. Yeah, are those the roles that you you already did? Because we're just gonna briefly go over. Uh, he's also a fuck ton of other uh, Dragon Ball Z characters. Yeah, just a lot uh, of things. He's in a lot. Yeah, of just things. a lot of. He's in a lot of things. But I'm gonna guess you didn't know about this fact. So I looked up the thing, and apparently he did some live action work. Oh boy! Oh, he's also um he's also uh, Yami from Black Clover. Oh neat! But okay, yeah. you want to know what he what his first live action role was? What was his first live action role? <laughs> he was a reporter in the 1999 film Chuck E. Cheese in the Galaxy 5000. Oh, okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. Huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going over our episode limit right now, but honestly, I don't care. This is a holiday special. Who cares? It's a holiday special. Don't worry about okay. it. It's fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, he's Garbelt and Payne stalking with Garbelt. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, and Roman Hetalia. J- uh, fuck you. I was. I did. I was hoping <laughs> you wouldn't fucking say that. Fuck you. Fuck. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna keep going with. Because I actually put every single voice person in this episode that had a name. So, 
Uh, Yakov, his English voice actor, is someone called Damon Mills. The only notable role that I could recognize was that he was a free he was Frieza's understudy in Dragon Ball. So and also now he just plays Frieza. Oh yeah 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 in like games and things I think right in games yeah. yeah. So I'm not really sure of his other roles, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yuria's voice actor, Micah Selasan. Here's a fun fact. He's a freelance artist outside of voice acting, and he posts on stuff on DeviantArt. He's very good, actually. Very, very good. Yeah. But Yes, and this is Yurio, right? Yurio. Yes. So, he voiced Soul Eater Evans in Soul Eater, and the other spinoff of Soul Eater that isn't as good. Soul Eater Not, I think. I hate Soul Eater Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, and he was actually Kobe in, I think... T- Kobe in One Piece, yeah. yeah. Kobe in One Piece. I don't know. If, I don't know if he like might voice him in the ones where he's like an adult and went through a uh, voice change. Yeah, he, yeah. He he went through a voice change when he became an adult in the series. Yeah, which is funny because it's technically what. Oh no, the cur- the place that we're currently at. It was him like a couple months, and then now it's yeah. years. Because there's a time skip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, time skip. Anyway. But he actually changed very little in the time skip. Yeah, it's funny. At least, mm-hmm. at least when he quote grew up or like became yeah. a man or whatever. Anyway, so he's Kobe in like the One Piece films. I I put the film specifically because it didn't say like regular One Piece. Yeah. And he was also Ariel Hiragizawa in Chiropractor Sakura Clear Card. You don't know who that is, babe. No, I don't. He is a tiny blue-haired boy with glasses. He's from England. Yeah. Okay, that's all you need to know. I'm not gonna say okay. anything else because uh. You don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil it for you, and we might we yeah. might cover Card Captor on this thing <laughs> eventually. So. Yeah. Lalia, who's the um, ballet teacher, oh. is actually Caitlin Glass. Yeah, wow. Well. But oh, I've actually got other things about yeah. Yurio's English voice actor. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, for, so also he was a he's a spoiler character from Danganronpa that I'm not going to tell you about. Yeah, I I looked briefly over like things. I was like, oh, do I recognize this? Nope, I don't. So whatever. Yeah, he voiced the kind of main character Jonah from Jormungand, which is a very underrated series. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Ame from Wolf Children. We got the first Wolf Children voice actor on the show. First of all, Wolf Children. Wolf Children is a good movie. It's a good movie. If you want to cover good, it, good we movie. Can. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he also voiced a character who was a Game of Thrones reference in Borderlands 2. Oh, wow. And he voiced Yuno from Black Clover, who's Sasuke, but more willing to be an actual rival. <laughs> and, uh, and he also voices the Tinks in Borderlands 3, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So, Lilia, Kaylin Glass. So, she is also a very well-known actress in, like, Funimation, because fucking she's Haruhi from Oran High School Host Club. She's yeah, also Vivi in One Piece. Yeah, Academia. Yeah, she's also Vivi in One Piece and Winry in Full Metal Alchemist, so we don't have to go through over her notable roles. But, yeah. apparently, as a fucking college student, she studio-toured Funimation and was hired the same day by Eric Vale. And I put, what the fuck? I'm a college student now, and I can't imagine that. That she became one of the most well-known voices ever, and some of the directors for other productions. Like, bro. Mm-hmm. As a college yeah. student. Yeah. Kyoko Danganronpa, also. Yeah, yeah, Kyoko Danganronpa. As I said, <laughs> she's a lot of notable roles. Uh, we can't go into, like, every single yeah. well-known voice actor's roles. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, JJ, he's Jeremy Inman. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any on him? Oh, he played the trans woman My Hero Academia villain that Hokoroshi handled questionably, but I'm willing to just blame that on... He's not He's not the most well-informed, and it seems like he tried, uh, and Funimation handled horribly. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he also played Android 16 from Dragon Ball Z and Magellan from One Piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also Patty and Masira in One Piece. So, next up, <laughs> this one's going to be a fun one for you. So, Isabella's English voice actor is Don M. Bennett. I don't know any of her fucking roles, like, all of her, like, voice roles, except for... I'm hesitant to even say it, but let me say this other thing first. She also sings and, like, does covers and stuff. She's actually covered the song Don't Think Twice. Ooh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Do you want to know the roles that I put down for her? Oh, I found out. I just saw she was Maggie Bird and Ace Attorney. Oh, shit. I didn't see that. That's cool. Anyway, <laughs> babe. Yeah? She's voiced characters for Yandere Simulator. Uh, <laughs> oh, poor girl. <laughs> oh, poor girl. Oh, no. Oh, I feel so sorry for her. Oh, poor girl. Oh, jeez. Okay, the reason why I said characters, I put this in my notes. I said, usually I try to look up the characters, but Yandere Simulator's characters don't have enough personality for me to actively look up. (laughs) Look, like, what personalities do they have? They just have game functions, and that's not enough personality for me to be like... They have "Mm." game functions, and they don't even function, so they just have game. Yeah. She was also the main character in Freedom Planet. And Free Implant 2, which is coming out soon, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Neat. Free Implant's a good game. Yeah. Anyways. Otebek. Mike McFarland. He is Master Roshi in Yajirobe and the Dragon Ball series. Yeah. Yeah. He's also Ritsu Soma in Fruits Basket. The one with long hair yeah. that freaks out about everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know the loop in the third one. I've never seen loop in the third. Yeah. I've got some other good ones from him. What did, it, what did he do? Well, he was a uh, Jean in Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. The, the guy whose friend got in half oh that's sad yeah he was buggy in one piece oh my god he's buggy and in also held up in one piece yeah jesus also held up in one piece yeah jesus um and uh there's not really uh there's not really much else here that's really like funny or interesting mm-hmm. other than uh, uh here's one character i uh, uh I, can't, I keep forgetting his uh who he is uh it's on the tip of my tongue uh oh estonia from uh from hatalia fuck you <laughs> Gamer time. Fuck you. Anyway, I'm going. I'm going to be even madder about this one because uh, I'm moving on to Pichit. So Pichit is Joel McDonald. I don't remember. I don't remember him having like a actual Wikipedia page because I'm gonna be honest. I get most of my stuff from there. But it's like it's enough of a good summary to be like okay, whatever. Yeah, I've got some good ones for yeah. him. Yeah. So Joel McDonald. He's Bartholomew Kuma in One Piece. I fucking love Mom that dude. Mom said it's my turn to... <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn to play on the Xbox. On the, uh, Mom said it's my turn to, to be an e-boy. <laughs> uh, and the other thing I wrote down... Fuck. Poland and Hitalia. I also wrote that down. Fuck you. That- and I also wrote... Um, he was uh, Yuga in Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meow from Space Dandy. Mm-hmm. Brief from Pain Stalking. Yeah. Captain Flint from Borderlands 2, who's like one of the first major bosses in the game. Yeah. And the main character in Initial D. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I guess you could say that Fichit is skating in the 90s. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I have, I actually have a fun fact for Fichit's uh, Japanese voice actor, but we'll wait for Tibble Yeah, Sider. I've also got some fun for yeah. that. <laughs> so Celestina, the coach for, that was, uh, that's Fichit's coach now, is Ian Sinclair. So, he is Brooke in One Piece in the in the movies. He is actually Baldroy in the Black Butler series. Baldroy is I believe the the cook that sets things on fire and can't cook. I think that's who he mm. is. 
He's Romano and Hitalia. <laughs> and, actually, since Funimation did dub Ace Attorney, he's look Luke at me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, you don't have anything for him? You didn't want to look anything for him up? Um, who's the character again? It's Celestino. It's Ian Sinclair. Uh, okay, let me, uh, hang on. Ian Sinclair. Oh, yeah. He's Whis from Dragon Ball, mm -hmm. who's like the god of time, mm -hmm. basically, to give you a little bit of information on who that is. Yeah. He's the main villain from Dr. Stone, and he is, uh, no one else really funny that I can find. <laughs> uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. I think you covered all the funny, 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 funny good ones. Mm -hmm. All right. Next is our main character, Yuri. He is Josh Grell. And mm -hmm. his notable roles are he's Armin in An Attack on Titan, the bowl-cut, blonde-haired dude that I hate his hair very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Um, he's Byakuya in the Danganronpa anime. Yeah. He's he's actually Aichiro Nitori in Free. Yeah. And Lithuanian Hitalia. <laughs> okay, do you want to know a fun fact about all the Hitalia shit? Yes. Okay, so every time Hitalia shows up, hang on. Let me look for the first one. So, the first one was Christopher Sabat. With Roman Italia, I put sigh in, like, caps. <laughs> I, I put lol and then, in lowercase. And then and then after that, hang on, where's the other Italian one? I put, it, it's Joel McDonald as Poland in Italia, and I put sigh. And then, <laughs> and then Ian Sinclair, I put sigh. <laughs> and then with Lithuania, I put I hate my life. Life is pain. I hate. I hate. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any more for Josh Grell or not? Nah? Uh oh, he was um Professor Nakayama from Borderlands Two and the pre sequel, mm -hmm. and he's that he's a villain in one of the expansions who worships Handsome Jack. Yeah. Uh, the villain from Borderlands Two, and uh, he dies by falling down the stairs. Oh shit. He's also Space Dandy from Space Dandy oh. and the twelfth from Future Diary. Oh okay. And Toriko. Oh neat. Anyway. And also yeah. Chuck from Pain and Stalking. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. yeah. Anyway. I finally managed to find funny. Yay. Also Romano Hotelia, but you already said that. Yes. Fuck. I hate my life. Anyway. Um, <laughs> life is pain. I hate. <laughs> Mary, Mar Mary is Leia Clark. Her notable roles are B is actually young Kobe in One Piece. She is also Blair in Soul Eater. And Miss Kobayashi in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. We should watch Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yes. I know, you've been wanting to watch that with me since almost the beginning of our relationship. Which, by the way, the when this episode comes out, it would have been it would be a year since I've dated this wonderful woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Monaco is Colleen Clinkenbeard. I'm pretty sure you know what she voices as. Uh Colleen Naruto. <laughs> Fuck you. No, it's just Pirate Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> so Pirate Naruto. Young Goku and One. Gohan in Dragon Ball Z. Rizo Hawkeye in both Full Metal Alchemist series. <laughs> You're gonna hate this next one. Ezra Scarlet in Fairy Tale. Urza? Urza, sorry, whatever. Yeah. Urza's actually my favorite fairy tale character, and she's the only one I still like. Oh, no, I know, but you hate fairy tale. Yeah, but I love Urza. Yeah, Ur Urza slaps. If, fa if fairy tale were just Urza going around and getting girlfriends, then I would love fairy tale. Ur Urza slaps. Anyway. Uh, and she's a Keto Soma in Fruits Basket. Oh. Yep. That's cool and good. Yeah. Moving on. I think these are people who you did not even, like, uh... No, yeah. I, I did not, like, do for this for a lot of them. I didn't do it for any of the female characters in the episode. Yeah. So, anyway. Sarah is Tia Ballard. 
Her notable roles are being happy in Fairy Tale, and <sighs> apparently she's Sunny Funny in Parappa the Rapper. Oh heaven! <laughs> yeah, apparently, like I looked up at the thing. Thank you for I look- reminding me that Parappa the Rapper exists. What? I was in hell after you mentioned Fairy Tale twice. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would like that one, but um. I was looking up her thing and it said Sunny Funny in Parappa the Rapper in 2020 and I was like what? Excuse what? Hang on, where, 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 which one is she again? She's Sarah. Sarah okay. Crispino. Oh yeah. Tia Ballard. Yeah. Uh, she was also apparently in uh, Them's Fighting Herds mm. which is cool. I don't even know that one. Anyway. It's a fighting game that was originally a My Little Pony fan game. Oh uh, okay. Okay. Her brother is actually... I don't have anything on Sunny Funny here. Hmm? I actually don't have anything that says Sunny Funny here. Really? On Behind the Voice Actors, yeah. I, I did it on Wikipedia. Uh, well, I you, I like to use Behind the Voice oh, no, Actors. because I know. It's, I, yeah. Oh, also, she was the uh, the panda, the, the tiny panda on Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's cute. I'd never seen and that. And also one of one of, uh, one of of Captain Foxy's, Foxy's crew members in One Piece. It's <laughs> amazing. All right. Yeah. Her brother is J. Michael Tatum. His notable roles are Sebastian in the Black Butler series, Kyoya and Orna High School Host Club, and France and Italia. I put ew for this one. <laughs> Fuck this. Also, Ida in My Hero Academia. And Anel in One Piece. Oh, uh, and what? Anel in One Piece. Anel. Okay. I don't... Also, uh, Sir Hammerlock in Borderlands. And, babe? Yeah. Jean Armstrong in the Ace Attorney dub. <laughs> Life is pain. I hate. I hate. <laughs> anyway, eventually we'll cover. Eventually we'll cover Ace Attorney. I don't know if we're gonna do the game or if we're gonna do um the anime. Yeah, I feel like the anime yeah. would be easier, even though it's One Piece. Uh, One Piece, sorry. Yeah. Funimation. <laughs> it's Funimation yeah. still though. Like yeah. Anyway, I love you. I love you. Emil is Justin Briner. The only notable role I thought was like, oh, okay, I recognize this, is Izuku Midoriya in the My Hero Academia series. Wow, I named my cat after him. Yes, you did. He's very cute, and I love your cat. In fact, <laughs> hey, babe, yeah. what if I told you I was leaving you for your cat? That's believable. <laughs> but I also I also actually have some more things written down for him. Well, what do you have for him? He's uh, actually not written down, but like I know more things about him. He's a uh, Ginro in Doctor Stone, who's actually one of my favorite Doctor Stone characters because he's just a dumbass who is excited about all this science bullshit. Mm-hmm. Luck from Black Clover, who's probably my favorite Black Clover character. Mm-hmm. And there's not really much else that's really funny, but they are a Danganronpa spoiler character also. Cool. I did. I don't know anything about the Danganronpa stuff, so it's like whatever. I don't care. Good. <laughs> yeah. They, they and also apparently they were in Seraph of the End, which I. Been meaning to watch, but I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. They, they have, they've done more things. Yeah, I just didn't recognize them, so. Yeah, but I did. Yes. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm doing this podcast with you because you know more things than I do. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. So the next one is Sung Gil. His English voice actor is Oscar Sung. He mainly voices extras in like series, but like he did like do some named characters in like One Piece. I don't remember what it, what that one was, but he's like some fish yeah. man in One Piece. I don't know who it is. Yeah, and also he's uh, now in Free. Oh well, yeah, I saw that, but I wasn't sure who that was. He's got glasses and purplish hair. Yeah, I don't know who what that is. Anyway, um, neither do I. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, I don't know a lot of them. Do you recognize any? of his other roles oh wait you said now right no nah. all right okay and he's barely got any on on behind the voice actors yeah okay so leo he is rico fajardo 
My only notable role for him is that he's Richard Wellington in Ace Attorney. <laughs> God, I hate Richard Wellington. <laughs> Things for him, I've found he's Mario from My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. who is a character, he looks like Vault Boy from Fallout, mm-hmm. and he is also no one else that's really funny or interesting. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so, the next one is Guang Hong. <laughs> Your favorite. My boy. Yes. Baby. So his 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 I'm English voice actor is Howard Wong. He did mainly extra roles, and there were some notable ones too, but I don't know any of them. So. Yeah. Uh, are you looking him up and no? Do you know any? I've got nothing. Yeah, you got nothing. Yes. <laughs> he's some he's some t- minor characters in Borderlands Three. That's the most interesting thing I can say. He was apparently also in like Free or whatever. I think Dragon Ball Z or yeah. Dragon Ball or whatever. I don't know. He's mainly extra voices, I guess. So, and finally, Kenjiro. His English voice actor is Trina Nishimura, and so far, the only notable role that I have for her is that she's Mikasa from Attack on Titan. Mi- Minami, yes, Minami is. Yeah. Well, she was Jiro in My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. so there's that. She's young Akito Soma from Fruits Basket. Okay. She's Makisa Kurusu from Steins Gate. Mm-hmm. We should, we should, we should read Steins Gate soon. Um, <laughs> we have to finish she's, one she's, piece first. Yeah, and also Zero Escape. Um, she's Fransca- she's Francesca Lucini from St- Strike Witches. Strike Witches is good. Oh, and she was also a uh, Lon Fawn and Ma- Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. And also the Mouse Witch Girl from uh, Soul Eater. Okay. And a ghost character from Sergeant Frog. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, there's not much else that's super funny here. Yeah. Anyway. So that's it for all the English voice actors. Sorry for bearing with us. This is going to be a very long episode. I'm sorry. I took yes, so many Yes, because notes. we've still got, yeah, we've still got one bit left. And uh, we've been recording for two hours. <laughs> yep. Listen, it's a special episode. It's a special episode because we're moving to a new website and yeah, mm-hmm. it's big. Mm-hmm. So time to talk about the Japanese voice actors in my segment called, I don't have a name for this segment. <laughs> That should be our new joke, that you don't have the name for this segment. segment. Yes. <laughs> so, first off, Yuri. Mm-hmm. I've not got much for Yuri, but a few. His Japanese voice actor is Toshiyuki Toyonaga. Mm-hmm. And he's voiced a few characters from things, some things I very much do recognize, but like not much that's like funny or interesting. Mm-hmm. He voiced Claude from Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> Jesus. Hide from Tokyo Ghoul. Who is Hide? The human guy with the orange hair who... Oh, that's, uh, his, that's like, his, like, childhood friend. He, he, that's his childhood friend that gets wrapped up in everything. Yeah. Yeah. And default protagonist Boring Man from Durarara. <laughs> default protagonist Boring Man? I've forgotten his name. Honestly, he's, I... Don't I, care. I like, I like all the Durarara characters except for him because he's got nothing. Honestly, I, that's so fair because I did actually forget... That the two most interesting characters, the one with the fur coat and the one with blonde hair and glasses and smokes and has a stop sign or whatever, they're not yeah. the main characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though, fortunately, one of the big best parts about Durarara is that they actually, like, barely follow any characters for too long. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much everyone is equal in terms of main characterness. Yeah. It's just that, like, he's the one who you're supposed to, like, put yourself into because he's so bland. <laughs> so, Victor's Japanese voice, Junichi Suabe. Now, he's done quite a bit. He's done a he lot. He was Ryoman Sukuna from Jujutsu Kaisen, which we're watching. Yes, I love, I love Jujutsu Kaisen. We should cover yes. it for the podcast one day. We should. He was, he's Laurent in Great Pretender. I love Great Pretender so much, it's so good. <laughs> watch, watch Great Pretender. 
He's uh, Aizawa in Hero Academia. Oh, wow. He's Aizawa in yeah. Hero Academia? Yeah. Damn. He's Akira Hayama from Food Wars. You haven't met him yet, but he's really cool. He's got this, like, thing where he's, like, perfect with spices because he's got the ultimate sense of smell. Oh, shit. That's actually really yeah. cool. Yeah. He was also Arbord in Final Fantasy XIV. I'm still in Heaven's Ward, and I don't know who the fuck that is, <laughs> but I know he's important. He's also Abakio from John Bazaar. <laughs> Jojo Bazaar Adventure. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Abakio from JoJo Part 5. Okay. Uh, Yami from Black Clover. Archer Fates Day Night. <laughs> Archer Fates... Okay. Archer Fates Day okay. Night. Uh, Venom from Guilty Gear, which I know you basically know nothing about Guilty Except Gear, neither do I, but I know that... that you sent. <laughs> yes! King of Fighters lore. <laughs> Don't do it. Make me. Guilty Gear lore. Didn't have to Okay. But yeah, Venom's basically a guy that wears a big hat or has long hair, I'm not sure, but he has a pool cue. Okay. And he fights with that and shoots pool balls. The Undertaker from Black Butler. Yes. The younger Darby brother from from Jack Jerry's Big Asshole. Jojo JJBA, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. He's also Space Dandy. Lars from Tekken. And Seymour from Final Fantasy X. Seymour, the house is on fire. Anyways. Okay. Okay. So, I have some other facts about uh, Jun- Junichi so- Sowabe. At least one other role that I can remember off the top of my head right now. He yes. also voiced in a sports anime called Kirk and Abaske, and he is uh, Daiki Ayomine in um, Kirk and Abaske. You have not met him. I have not. Do you want, do you want, to, know, do you want to know his like actual character? What's his actual character? He's a fucking asshole who thinks he's the best at everything, but then he gets like a better character arc once he's beaten. So, so JJ? Yes. Good. Except, anyway. Yeah, except like... I can't spoil anything for you, because uh, yeah. eventually, eventually we might go back to it. I think so. Yeah. So next up, we've got Yurio. Yurio's Japanese voice actor. I didn't write down their name. I'm mad at myself now. <laughs> Do you want me to look it up? I can look it okay, up. Okay, baby. Behind the voice actors, help me. Koki Uchiyama. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I have written down here is Roxas Kingdom Hearts. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. Ha ha. Roxas Kingdom Hearts. Wait, why are you laughing at me? Because you hate Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I don't like the story. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you who Roxas is. I know so who basically, Roxas is! Around the, around the end of uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, Sora... Um, the- Unlocks no, I know the, who unlocks the lock is. with his, the keyblade in his heart. Bitch, and I know who Roxas is. Turns into a heartless. And yeah, do you know why there's an X in his name? And yes, you know because he's a fucking for his nobody. Name? And you said nobody an, he, names are weird like that because well, no, Organization Thirteen thing, names whatever. are like that because yeah, because um, <laughs> it's actually not an X that's in there. It's the mark of uh, Xehanort. I fucking and hate everything because he can he can track down the letter X. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> And so he jumbled up Sora's name and put an X in there. Fuck him. And that was Roxas. Fuck this. <laughs> I hate the story uh, so much. He's also Shigaraki from Hero Academia. That's great. He's also the no homo bro love interest from Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. I forget his name, but in Dragon Quest XI, you can choose what character you want your character to end up with at the end. Yeah. And uh, most of the options are female. But there's one character who's a male love interest, but, like, they don't say, like, they love you at the end of the game. But, oh, oh, what a day to be doing the Yuri on Ice episode. <laughs> Cause Why? It's, because, like, he's like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you while we work together and Gay. protect the world. Yeah. Gay. And he's also V from DMC5. <laughs> Yuri is V. Oh, Jesus. 
That makes yeah. so much and sense. And he's also now. Akira Fudo from Devilman Crybaby, who's the main character. Oh wow. By the way, we want we want our audience to know we watched this in sub because yeah, we couldn't find the dub. Yeah, and also because I don't care for the dub anyways. Yeah. <laughs> He's Neku from The World Ends With You, and okay. he is also Kaito from Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel. That's great. The, I don't know who the fuck that is. He's the rival is. character. Anyway, he's he's Onion Kaiba. Onion <laughs> Kaiba. Anyways, let's keep next going. I've got Chris. Okay. Chris is Chris's Japanese voice actor is Hiroki Yasumoto. He's Zangetsu from Bloodstained. Oh boy, howdy. That must make you angry, doesn't it? No, it it makes me angry because it means that there's another Zangetsu that isn't David Hayter. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Colonel, there's another one we hear and he's speaking Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) Zangetsu, what are you talking about? I'm not a colonel. (laughs) Sorry, Miriam. Oh my god, it's so funny. Jenny's been playing Bloodstained sometimes when we hang yes, out together, it's a good game. and so <laughs> I clearly remember she was playing this game. Oh, she got to Zengetsu, and she could not beat him at all because he's a fast boss. And one well, of the not even that fast. Like, it's just that um, I can't tell where his attack is going to land. Still, he's pretty speedy. Kinda so. like um, not as fast yeah. as fucking Sonic the Hedgehog, bitch. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah. so much anger towards those two boss fights. Much uh, I'm more laughing towards... about it now because, like, in the current moment, it was kind of uncomfortable because I was like, oh my god, okay, remember, it's a game, it's not whatever. But then yeah. now I'm just laughing about it because, like, yeah. it's over. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and those of you who don't know, he's David Hayter, also known as the voice of Solid fucking Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Have Best you done Se- your Solid Best Snake series. impression yet? Uh, Colonel, I'm trying to make a podcast, but I'm dummy thick, and the clap of my ass cheeks get, keeps setting off my microphone. <laughs> that That's good? a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, um, her, isn't her isn't her David Hater impression really really good? Thank you. you should message us on social media to tell tell um tell us how good uh, her David Hater impression was. You yeah. should probably do that. Yeah, you yeah. should find us on uh, at noises on Twitter twi- Twitter. At Noises On Podcast, and also whatever our Instagram is. Noises On. Noises On. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, and he was also Nekomaru Nidai from Danganronpa. Mm-hmm. You don't know him yet, but he's in Danganronpa 2, and he's pretty cool. Neat. He's Raoban from Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Who? Uh, he's the guy that's, he's the huge guy from, from Thanlan in, and Olda, and he's... Yeah, the, the the desert place man. Oh wait, big. is 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 he the is he like the um guard for the sultan sultana? Yeah, okay, for the sultana. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's that guy. We played fi- we played Final Fantasy uh, fourteen over the summer. So yeah, and Chad from Bleach. Chad. <laughs> yeah, Chad from Bleach. I forgot that there's an actual character named Chad in Bleach. Yeah. I forget that Chad's an actual name and not a funny meme. <laughs> yes. Oh, and uh, oh, and he's also a Germany from Italia. Fuck, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Keep going. <laughs> funny. Fuck you. Okay, feed sheet. You're excited for this one because this is yes. Kensho Ono. Yes, he is. Yes, and um, I'm excited for this one because back when I was uh, 12 years old. Sahar introduced me to a sports anime called Kirk no Basuke, and I looked up. All of the Japanese voice actors for uh, Kuroko no Basuke. So, I know that Kensho Ono's... I know some of Kensho Ono's roles. He voiced the main character in Kuroko no Basuke, Kuroko Tatsuya. He... 
I should probably save some for you because this is your segment, but God, mm-hmm. I... I uh, this is like where it specifically hits my interest because I look, I know these roles. <laughs> yeah. He, so, some interesting things about Fuchi's Japanese voice actor. He's Jorno from Joseph Jerky Bong Ashes. <laughs> JJBA, Judge of Bizarre Adventure. Yuya from Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got we've got two Yu-Gi-Oh! characters already. Yeah. So what a party. And there's a, there's also, like, I forget who the third one was, but there was some other voice actor from the series who's the rival from Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. Grey Kaiba. Grey Scarf Kaiba. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> and he's also Andy in the Japanese dub of Toy Story 3. <laughs> and Harry Potter in the Japanese version of the Harry Potter movies. And as she already said... Croco from Croco's Basketball. Yes. I will cover that eventually. <laughs> Probably not now because it's the holiday episode. It's holiday episode. And also I might cover Scooby-Doo in my next episode. We'll see. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> Anyways. And JJ. <laughs> JJ's Japanese voice actor is Mamoru Miyano. <laughs> oh, I know his stuff too. Yeah, he's Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Ryuji from Persona Ryuji from Persona Five. Who's that one? Uh he's the blonde guy that says F in, in the dub and has a baseball bat and a skull mask. Mm. He's Rin from Free. Yes, he is. Yes. He is Rin from Free. He's Okabe Rintaro from Sky- Steins Gate, mm-hmm. the main character. Yeah. The guy that thinks he's a mad scientist, but he just puts things in a microwave. <laughs> Ignis from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Oh funny. Death the Kid. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, he is Death the Kid, huh? Yes. Shining Armor from the Japanese dub of My Little Pony. <laughs> Krolo from Hunter Hunter. Okay. Light from Death Note. Mm-hmm. And that one Egyptian guy that was bad dueling from that one Yu-Gi-Oh! GX episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are those the only roles that you have for those him? Those are the only roles I have for him. Okay, I have another one from him. So, I also looked up some... Okay, Free was also something that I looked up back uh, for the voice actors for every single thing. So, he also voiced Tamaki in Oran High School Host Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't have that one down. I forgot about it. <laughs> and lastly, Odebeck, Odebeck's Japanese voice actor. Turns out I was actually wrong. I did have this written down. He's Reiji from Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. And also his, his name is Yoshima uh, uh, Hosoya. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Reiner from Attack on Titan. He's Blade Wolf from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Okay. <laughs> he's Kazuichi Soda from Danganronpa. And he's Robin from Fire Emblem. Oh, wow. The male version? Yeah, the male version. Mm -hmm. Any other characters where you specifically want to know about their Japanese voice actors? Um, let's see. Who did I want to know about? Uh, I kind of want to know about, um... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Kenjiro. Kenjiro. You want to know? Oh, you want to know about Minami? I mean, I know Kenjiro. I know Kenjiro. You want to know Minami? Yeah. I, I know okay. his. I, Minami. I mean, I know his voice actor, and I know like two of the roles that he's done. Yes. Or like. Yeah. So, Ayumu Murase, yes. Venti from Genshin Impact, mm-hmm. Impact, Ginro from Doctor Stone, one of my favorite Doctor Stone characters. Yeah. Luck from Black Clover. Okay. My favorite Black Clover character, Rio from Devilman Crybaby. Okay. So we've got the two main characters in Devilman Crybaby already. Let me see. There is oh the main character from from my number nine. What? The main character from Mighty Number no. 9. I don't know that one. It's the game that the old creator of Mega Man uh, put together with too much Kickstarter money and then put out a mediocre product. I don't know that, but okay. He's character from like a foreign country in Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5 okay. who like comes for a tournament 
and then gets turned into a card <laughs> by fusion Nazis, which Jesus. is a plot the plot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Five. It's stupid, and I like so it. So weird. Up to anyway. a point. <laughs> uh, Hinata from Haikyuu, and I'm guessing that was the one you were excited about. Yes, I was, because uh, Haikyuu is also another thing that I love. And I actually showed Sahara and Jenny a fun little, like, Haikyuu radio thing with... Yeah, with the voice actors. Yeah, with the with uh, Murase Ayumu... I, brain not work. Character. Ayu, yes. And he was and he was talking in English because he's actually bilingual. He yeah. it, he was born in America, I believe, mm. but then started started doing voice acting in Japan. I know this because I looked this up. I was 12 years old and I was looking all this shit up. Uh-huh. <laughs> 12 to 15 year old because I don't remember when Haikyuu came out. It came out in 2014. Yeah, again, as I said. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that's all the voice actors that we really like want to know about and want to know more about and all that. I'm sure. I'm sure the other extra characters had some interesting roles. They as almost well, definitely but, did, but like. But listen, we in our recording right now, sent minus like the couple of minutes that we did to like prep with stuff. We're almost at we've been, two and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> we've got to end this episode like soon because oh god, this is gonna be a lot for me to edit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so. <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, shit, I forgot all of our ending shit. Please help me. Gamer time. Gamer time. Anyway, thank you for listening to our podcast. I'm Melee. I'm Jenny. And our cover art is done by Sahar, our producer. And the music is done by Kevin McLeod, who made the very overused ukulele thing. And also the Curl Space? Curl Space Program soundtrack, but they just took some of his music, basically. Okay, yeah. All the music is royalty-free stuff yeah. for Curl Space Program, yeah. so that's... Okay, so that that's our music stuff, and we actually, we mentioned it earlier, Jenny mentioned it earlier, we moved to a different podcast hosting site, so we are now on Anchor FM instead of Buzzsprout, due to uh, mainly monetary reasons, and actually, we have listener support open, so if you want to donate to our podcast every month you totally could well we're not trying to force you to you could if you can you can donate up to i believe ten dollars per month but the lowest is about i think a dollar per month so it would mean a lot to us if you did donate but you don't have to if you don't want to and yeah is there anything else i need to talk about um oh next episode we're doing yes so yeah, yeah. This is the first time we're actually going to talk about the next episode. <laughs> yeah, because we're dumbasses and we forgot. But then again, like um, most of our stuff was mainly like last minute decisions. We're like, okay, so yeah, we technically have this scheduled, but like it's not set in stone yet. And then we forgot to mention it the other two episodes. <laughs> so yeah, what is our next episode? The next episode we're going to be watching one of the Christmas episodes. From Yuri Yuri. Yay, the Lebian anime. Lebian, Lebian Moe anime. Yes. Basically, if, if you've never heard of Yuri Yuri, then think about, like, other Moe series. And think about the very moment when you went, God, can you guys please just start a polycule? <laughs> this is made on that energy. This is a series made to calm you down. <laughs> anyway. So that that's the anime that we're do that we're gonna cover next time. It's gonna be we both have a holiday episodes for y'all, and um, Jenny's episode actually comes out after Christmas. So, uh, yeah. So of course it's appropriate because you know whatever. 
Because um, lesbians are late for Christmas. <laughs> I don't... No. <laughs> anyway, so, it's our next episode, and I just remembered one other thing. Our social medias. So, we have a Twitter. It's Noises on Podcast, at Noises on Podcast. Each individual word is capitalized. Our Instagram is Noises on, all lowercase, but in between Noises on is the underscore. And then we have our email. It's Noises on Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Noises on Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send requests for things or just like comment about how cool the episode is, you totally uh, could mention those ats and everything. Or even email us for requests of things you want us to cover. And uh, whoever's next episode it is, we'll cover it. Right? Yep. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> now that was a lot of housekeeping stuff. <laughs> We're all, we really are almost at two hours and 30 minutes. 30 minutes. All right. So. Now we're signing off on noises off. I say I that wasn't that was a slip of the tongue before, but now I'm just gonna say it because haha, like a light switch. <laughs> so we're signing off on noises off. Bye bye. Signing off on noises off? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's the word. Bye. <laughs> bye.